This episode is brought to you by Century Insurance. Century Insurance is an A-plus rated mutual insurance company specializing in providing all lines of insurance protection for artisan and trade contractors through a very limited number of select agency partners like Rancho Mesa Insurance. Hi, this is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa's Media Communications and Client Services Department. Thank you for listening to today's top Rancho Mesa news brought to you by our Safety and Risk Management Network, Studio One. Welcome back, everyone. My guest is Drew Garcia, Vice President of the Landscape Group with Rancho Mesa. Today, we're going to talk about installation floater gaps in coverage. Drew, thank you for joining me. Alyssa, thanks for having me. Now, landscape contractors have varying levels of exposure when it comes to installation projects. How can virtually all share the same common coverage gaps for trees, plants, shrubs, and lawns? Yes. So uh, landscape companies, there's a number of different installations that they do. And depending on the type of business that they have, whether they're just primarily a construction company that's maybe doing heavier installs Um, or a maintenance company doing softer installs like landscape enhancement, where they're just doing minor plantings of, you know, trees and little plants and shrubs. They all have the same exposure. So an installation floater is a coverage within an inland marine policy, and it's going to pick up coverage for a product that the landscaper temporarily has possession of that they're going to install into the job site. Okay. So some examples of that would be drainage, irrigation, maybe landscape lighting, but primarily plant material. So we're talking about plants, trees, shrubs, and then maybe sod if they're putting in a lawn or something. And what is confusing to many landscape contractors, and and I don't think they really realize it, is that basically all installation floater policies exclude coverage for plants, shrubs, trees, and lawn, uh, which is contradicting to why they're buying the insurance because that's primarily (laughs) what they're trying to cover. And uh, it's a common exclusion because most carriers use the same policy form when they're putting that, that coverage in place. And you just have to read the details of the policy to realize, oh my goodness, it's not providing the coverage that I need, uh, which is why obviously um, it's a big deal and we're, and we're talking about it. Yeah. So where would an installation floater be applicable? You got to think of the the times where the contractor is temporarily going to have possession. So you could have some some exposure at your yard if you're storing some material at your yard, yeah. waiting to go out to the job, or if you're transporting material to a job site to be installed if there's some disruption or an accident and the product goes flying out of the truck. And we've seen that on the freeway. We, we've seen it on the freeway. That That's an issue. Um, stored temporarily at the job site, I think, is the most glaring one. That's what a lot of people think about when they are concerned about theft or some type of damage, either by fire or something like that, that burns up the material that's on the job site that they were going to install. Um, or even, you know, in the course of installation, if something gets damaged while they're trying to put a big tree in the ground and now the client no longer wants to accept the product because it's, it's been damaged, there's some exposure there for landscape companies. Um, so a number of different areas. Uh, that's why it's kind of floating throughout the operations. Okay. Well, that makes sense. What should a landscape contractor consider when looking at their installation floater limits? Again, going back to kind of the specifics of the operations, construction companies, it's going to be a heavier exposure. It's going to be more of a cost because primarily what they're doing on the maintenance side, if they're just doing enhancements, it's probably going to be lighter. But they, they really just want to ballpark their average job. So it's going to consider material cost and then labor cost. And that's basically how you're going to come up with the ability to set the limit for the policy. 
And then that number is not set in stone, but it kind of, you want it to catch basically all of your common install exposure. And then if you have a, br a big project that comes up that's higher than what you normally do, you can always call your insurance agent and bump it up for the job. And that's easy enough to do? Yeah, email, phone call, and we can uh, we can you know reach out to the underwriter and adjust the limits for that specific job if, if that's what they need to do, and then bring it back down to that floating limit once the, uh, the job's complete. So that's an easy way to, to set that up. And then you would want to know from the insurance agent if the policy is written on a blanket coverage basis or a scheduled location. We like to use blanket because it's going to provide coverage for all installation products throughout the course of the policy, no matter really where the location is. The, okay. the, the location-specific one's a little bit too specific for us, and uh, we know that our, our customers are doing a number of install jobs throughout the year, so we use the blanket version. Yeah. So what do you recommend landscape contractors do to ensure that they don't have a gap in their coverage? A lot of what we're doing right now at our pre-renewals, we're talking about the impact on material cost with you know, inflation and with the backlog of um, surplus on, on uh, shortages on, on uh, material. So the increase in material is just up and up and up. Yeah. And if we're leaving that limit the same year over year over year, we're missing to pick up inflation in the cost of that material that's increased. So paying attention to, to your cost and making sure that you're allocating the right number to the insurance each year. Wage inflation is impacting labor cost, so you need to make sure that you're accounting for that and reevaluating that exposure each year. So that's what we're talking about in our pre-renewals. We're making sure that limit's set adequately. Okay. And Drew, if listeners have questions about their installation floater or any of their policies, what's the best way to get in touch with you? They can reach out to me via email. My email is drewgarcia at ranchomesa.com. Now, do you want to do a, some quick questions? Yeah. All right. So hiking or snowboarding? Hiking. Hiking for me, for sure. Snowboarding, just because we're talking about, I've got a drive to like Big Bear would be the closest spot and I don't feel like getting in the car and driving that far. So hiking. Okay. So football or hockey? Wow. Okay. Because I can't say baseball. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know baseball. where that one's going to go. Um, I would say I, I actually have only been to, I've been to one professional hockey game and I really enjoyed it. It was when I was in Arizona and I went to an NHL game and didn't know what to expect, but I really did like the pace of play. And it was cold in the arena, and I thought that <laughs> that was kind of cool. And I have been to a few Charger games when they were here. I'm a little sour on the Chargers now, so yeah. I'll say I'll say hockey from San Diego. I'll say hockey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this might be an easy one: uh, sunny days or rainy days? Oh my goodness, sunny days. Yeah, we've had four rainy days here, I think, in a row, and I am feeling it. So I am all about the sun. I need that vitamin D. All right, pants or shorts. Weekend or where are we at? You know, uh, I would. Pr I'm probably normally in pants. Yeah, right. I'm in pants. Okay, that's all I have. Oh, I like it. All right, very cool. Nice. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me in Studio One. Thanks for having me. This is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode produced by Studio One. For more information, visit us at ranchomesa.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter.